So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with your host Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Every Saturday at 10.30, two lawyers, a show about mindset, Dave, and you got an awesome guest. Absolutely. Candy Valentino is with us. She is an entrepreneur and an author with the hot book out, guys. Gotta get it. It's Wealth Habits, Six Ordinary Steps to Achieve Extraordinary Financial Freedom. She's been featured in Forbes, The New York Post, CNBC, Yahoo, Inc., Bloomberg. Candy started her first business just out of high school with only a high school diploma. She started, scaled, and successfully sold businesses in service, e-commerce, and product manufacturing in addition to creating a debt-free eight-figure real estate portfolio. During her two decades as an entrepreneur, she has been named to top business leaders 40 under 40, top 50 women in business, and 10 people making a difference to name a few. Candy, welcome to Nothing But The Truth, and thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having us, having me. I appreciate it. Of course, of course you know, Dave, that was an impressive list of places where she's been published and, and noted, but now she can put on there. Nothing but the truth podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I can't. I really appreciate it. You know, before we were uh, on set and, and talking, you're very impressed by uh, your perspective and your background, but it is a show about mindset. So talk to me about your story, about, you know, what made you successful because nobody gets to the places you've gotten to in my mind, unless they probably struggled along the way in certain places. Where's your resiliency? Where's your mindset? Talk to us about that. Yeah. So, you know, starting off, I, you know, basically grew up in a trailer on government assistance, two teenage parents, 16 and 19. Um, neither one of them graduated high school because they had to have me. And so I watched people work really hard, right? My dad was a mechanic. My mom cleaned houses. So I saw what hard work was all about. And so coming up in that environment, rather than learning a sport or doing what most kids do, I was dropped off at my dad's business every day from the time I was five till I was 16. So it wasn't that big of a deal for me to think that a 19-year-old with no experience, no college background, no corporate background could start a business. But really what I learned is it really starts with our decision, right? It's like if we just want to achieve the life that we've always wanted, it starts with our decision. And then it really follows up with not just the idea. The idea isn't going to build a success. The idea isn't going to build a multi-million dollar company or investment portfolio. It's what you do. It's the action that you take. It's the implementation. And so I've learned that where in a world where we like to talk about ideas, what really matters is the actions that we take and really playing the long game, which unfortunately most people don't want to talk about right now because they're looking for the get rich quick, the silver bullet, the hack. But wealth and success mindset's truly just playing the long game and doing the little things every day that really compound over time that gives you the result that you want. So, Kenny, I, I love the idea, and this is why we have people from all different walks of life and backgrounds that come on the show. Um, I, I assume that you will have a response to the idea of whether you are a victim or victor of your circumstances. Yeah, so I think that the interesting thing that we all, no matter who's listening right now, the three of us, we've all had circumstances that have happened to us that were beyond our control. Whether it's a diagnosis that someone got, a relationship that's falling apart, a business decision or an investment decision, we can't control any of that. 
But where the power comes in is that we get to control what we want to do next. We get to choose our next steps. And so for me, I feel it's like every single person that's ever done anything in their life has also accomplished and overcame something else. And so rather than this victim mentality of that we are a product of our circumstance, we're not. We're a product of our decisions. And so I think the most important thing that anybody that's listening right now, that's maybe struggling with something or that you're facing some adversity right now, remember who you are. Remember that six months ago, six years ago, or or 14 years ago, that there was some challenge that was thrown your way that you thought was going to cripple you, that you thought you weren't going to get through. But because you're listening to this podcast right now, you have survived 100% of your worst days. And when we take that as proof that we can get through this next thing, life becomes a lot easier and we start to develop the muscle of resilience to really become a victor of any circumstance. Wow, that was well put together, David. Yeah, you talk about action, but but I think really before we get to action, we have to talk about the why, the purpose, why people are motivated to take action. And Candy, with all your success, can we talk a little bit about your why? What is your purpose? Yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm this is a little controversial, and it's probably going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm not from the school of thought that we need to find our purpose and find our passion and build a business around it. Like we as humans have multiple passions. If you have kids, you're passionate about your kids. You feel purposeful about being a parent. You know, if you have a business, you find purpose and passion in that. But I'm not the the person that thinks like you got to find your purpose and your passion because what it does is it negates the present. When we're always trying to find something else, develop our passion, find our purpose, it's like we forget that we can be purposeful in everything that we do. We can be present in everything that we do. So for me, it's not about so much my purpose, although I feel like as life has gone on and I've gotten older, I've definitely seen what lights me up more. I think it's more about understanding what you want your life to look like and reverse engineering that path. So for me, I knew that I watched my dad every day in the garage. I watched him miss out on so much of my life. I knew that I didn't want to be self-employed. I knew that I wanted to build a big company, a team, location, scale, all of that, so that I had what everybody truly wants, which is time. They want freedom to do what they want, when they want, as often as they want, with whoever they want. And so for me, that's my purpose, to be able to give whatever I want, to be able to rescue animals, to be able to help at-risk youth, to pay it forward and help those that, that was like me that, you know, so many years ago that didn't have an opportunity. And so that's what I maybe is my purpose. But I think what's most important is that we don't neglect the now focusing so much on what we think our purpose may be. And because what that happens then is it creates a lack of clarity. And anytime that we don't have clarity, we don't take action. So to me, it's more about take the steps forward until you have the data of your life to support what you're passionate about and what you enjoy. And then it's really just assessing what do you do every day that drains the living life out of you? And what do you do that lights you up? And how can you do more of the things that light you up and hire the people that drain the, because we humans, there's so many people in this world that enjoy different things. So if we can replace the things that suck the living life out of us and do more that lights us up, then we start feeling more purposeful in our day. So that's a really long answer to your question, but I think it's important because I think people get tripped up because they like, I'm not really, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what my purpose is. 
that's okay. Like whatever you're passionate about when you're 15, you're not going to be passionate about probably when you're 45. So it's okay to have multiple passions as we get older in life. Ken, I, I love that. Um, and, and you think exactly the way I do. I mean, I've always called it my deathbed confession. If I have an opportunity when I go to think, will my life have been fulfilled? That's my purpose, if you will. Did I, did I give to other people? Will there be a legacy there? What that specifically looks like, I love that. I used to lecture around the country on, on joyful practices in the present moment. And while we have to deal with the past and we have to think about the future to some extent, we need to be able to pull ourselves back into the present moment. And probably one of the more, in my world, one of the most, uh, David, I think you know this story, compelling things that happened to me was after the prosecutor's term ended. And a very powerful, high-level public official said to me, what's next in the plan? And Candy, I didn't have an answer. It was, it was a defining moment for me. I was living my job to the fullest in the present moment. I loved what I did. I didn't have anything next in the plan, but I was okay with that. I knew that I wanted to help people, and I knew I wanted to. we had a platform and a stage. And as we've gone along, yeah, I think about the future a little bit. I think a little bit about the past, but I try to stay really present. So I think that's kind of what you're saying, and I think that's uh, amazing, Dave. Amazing advice. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Use, oh, sorry, Dave. Cat candy. I think if we use the past as lessons, right, as data, it's like if we're going to make an investment into a stock or a real estate investment, something, right, we're going to look at past data to make our decision. So I say we look at the past as reflection, but we look at the future with vision. But what's important is where our feet are planted right now. And I think that when people get into one or the other, that's when they get this like inner civil war. They're out of congruence in their life because they're focusing too much on the future. They're neglecting the present or they're focusing too much on the past. And it's kind of taking them away from what they can actually achieve. And I think it's important for anyone too to understand that you don't need to have like, to your point, Rob, like you don't have to have everything planned out. Like it's okay to not know your next steps, but clarity comes from motion. So if you're ever stuck by just sitting on your couch and thinking that some answer is going to come to you, you're going to be sitting for a really heck of a long time. Clarity comes in action and in motion. So it's always important to take the next step, even when you don't really know what the end result's going to be. Candy, talk to me about, you're in the coaching space and you have access to the, some of the best people in, in that space in the world. How many people do you come across that you think are stuck in the past, victimized, uh, dwelling over things, and yet they're coming to you guys and they're saying, I want a different life, but how hard it is for some of these people to get out of the victim mentality. Is that the thing that's dragging them down? And what can they, what can you do to get them to realize your present moment is being completely destroyed by your vengeance or anger or hatred? What, how do you help those people? Yeah. So unfortunately, the answer is yes. There's a lot of people that are really stuck in their own way, but we can't, we cannot evolve our business. We can't evolve our wealth. We can't ever grow anything beyond our mind. And that's why the mindset piece is so critically important. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, doing your first thousand, your first million, or, you know, your next 10 million, like there's always the law of the lid. And so it's really important to understand that there is proof everywhere. When you doubt your ability, which is what most people do, they doubt their ability and they have one of two fears, fear of failure, and some people say fear of success, but really fear of success is fear of what other people think of you. And that really boils down to feel, fear of failure as well. 
people have that fear. And so it was really important for my story example. When I was 19 years old, there wasn't a lot of proof back in the late 90s of female entrepreneurs. It was well, way more dominated then than it is now. So I had to find proof of other people all around me that I could model that would, that were, even though they weren't mentors to me one-to-one, that they were outside mentors that I could see that they accomplished it. So the first thing is to have more belief in your own ability than to listen to the opinions of others. So many people listen to the opinions of well-intended people in their life, family, friends, but they are only giving you advice based on their own experience. So first, you got to believe in yourself more than somebody else's opinion. But then two, you got to remember that there's proof all around you. And even if you haven't done this thing, it's not like we're trying to charter a rover to Pluto. Like most of the things that people want to do that they're fearful of, somebody else has done. So why can't you? And really what it then, the third thing is ask better questions rather than saying, oh, what if this isn't successful? What's everyone going to say? What, you know, what's my family going to do? Ask this question. What if it works out better than you can even imagine? What if the reason that you have this on your heart or this nudging is because you're supposed to do something that is going to be far greater and that there's going to be lessons in it that you're not going to learn any other way? Start to ask better decisions or better questions that will give you better decisions to take those next steps forward. Wow, candy, 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 unbelievable. Anyway, we got, we, we're going to be back on the other end, Dave, but this is WMTR Radio is nothing but the truth with Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. We'll be right back. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. Welcome back to WMTR Radio. It's nothing but the truth of Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Candy, listen, we were saying, again, offset, um, we really thank you for being here because not only are you dropping that wisdom, but your articulation of it and the manner in which you say it, I think is going to resonate so much with our audience. And, and that's why you are where you're at. So what's, um, to the extent you'll dip into the future a little bit, um, what's your deathbed confession? Where, where do you want to be able to say at the end of your life? Have you thought that through or are you just going day by day? Oh my gosh. It's, it is literally the guiding force of every day, every movement, every decision, because here's the thing. I, I, probably when I was 28 years old, I don't know where I heard this or where it came from, but I have this guiding question that I obsess on. And if anyone listening, if you haven't ever had a question that you obsess on, I want to encourage you to do this for 30 days. I obsess on this question. Does this decision take me closer to or further away from my ultimate vision and goal for my life? And then the second step, is to be brave and confident enough that if the answer is no, that this doesn't take you closer to who you want to become, the life that you want to live, to not do it. I think if we just asked ourselves this question over our lifetime, we would avoid so many mistakes, whether it's wealth, relationship, business, health, right? The food that we eat, the things that we do, what we invest in. So that's for me is the question I obsess on. And the really the the goal for my life is I want to be able to, when I get to wherever we go at the end of our life, which I sure hope that it's what a lot of us has been told as children, that we go to heaven and that we get to meet our creator and that the reflection of who I was supposed to be, the things that I was supposed to do, who I was supposed to help or serve, that I didn't 
get too lazy or too bored or too distracted to not do all of those things. So even though I'm in a place in my life where work is optional, I don't, I don't have to do, I mean, the book that I wrote, all proceeds are donated to charity. The next book that's coming out, same thing, but I'm doing it from a place of, if this is a calling that's been put on my heart for some reason, even if it doesn't make sense, even if I don't think I'm qualified, even if I've got no proof that I can do this, it's there for a reason. And so I believe that that reason is because there are some things that they're just a mountain that we're supposed to climb because we're supposed to help someone else in the process. So my whole life is just how can I get closer to that person and and avoid some of the mistakes that I've made in my youth to get closer to who I was really created to be and serve who I'm supposed to serve. Wow, it's really beautiful. We're so well aligned. I mean, that's yeah. it's yeah, go ahead. Dave. And you sound you sound a lot like Ed Milet, and that's that's we, where I first heard you. Um, and I've been so I've been so lucky because I saw Ed live last June, and since that day, I've been on Ed's podcasts just listening. And that is when I first heard you, and I first heard John Gordon, and literally, it is such a blessing. So. We look back now, we have so many resources at our disposal. Associations are so important, and I know you believe this, about who you surround yourself with and what content you absorb. Can you please talk a little bit about the importance of that in your development? Oh my gosh. I would say anyone, like, create more than you consume. If you are going to spend an hour on social media, which most, the, the average right now, people are spending over four and a half hours on social media, different platforms a day. Don't tell me that you don't have the life that you want, the health that you want, the money and the finances that you want, because if you have four and a half hours in the day to be surfing and consuming, what could you create? Like, what could you create in that same time? Like, how much money could you make? What could you do for your health? What could you spend with on charity, donating your time to a charity to support a cause or being with your family? And so I think it's so important of what you consume, what you put into your mind, because what we think we believe, what we believe are the actions that we make. And that's what's going to take us either down that path that we want to go down to the life that we want, or it's going to create this victimization spiral that keeps us in this zone. And nobody realizes, right? Because you're in it. It's like when you're in the jar, you can't read the label. But for those of us, when we're outside looking in, it's so easy to see what people are doing. And it just requires discipline and to decide again, choose something different. So to make that short and wrap it up, number one, create more than you consume. If you're consuming social media and you can't stop it, it's an addiction. It's a dopamine hit, just like alcohol, drugs, sex, anything else. So make sure that you're diligent. If you've got to delete the app, delete the app because you can't control it. And then what can you create, whether it's experiences, time, money, health, And then the second is the people that you spend the most amount of time with. I mean, it's so basic. I think Jim Rohn originally said, you're the sum of the five people you hang around with. Oftentimes we spend more time with the people we work with than the people in our family and our, in our selective friends. So really be intentional. And if you're in a place that you don't have a lot of people to associate with that aren't living the types of lives that you want, then online. I mean, back in the day that we didn't have those. I had Tony Robbins cassette tapes was like my first mentor um, back in the mid nineties, but there are so many people online. There are mentorships. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, EO, YPO, WPO or incredible groups to be in, but make sure that who you associate with, because there is all the science and data that you will become just like those people. So if they have a broke mentality and a broke mindset, it is way easier for you to 
bring your mindset down than to bring them up. So it's a real thing. So it's really important. I think it's the hack right there is what you're talking about. Start listening to the John Gordons and the Ed Milettes and the Candy Valentinos instead of the feed. I mean, you say average four hours. I cringe that people are just looking at other people's lives with comparison and criticism. And it's unbelievable to me that we have all these, at, these resources at our disposal with the podcasts and courses like never before. I mean, exceptional, Candy. Thanks for making that point. Yeah, I want to. I agreed. I want to touch on something that you said because it uh, interested me. In part of that answer, you talked about thoughts that people are thinking, and and I think that this. Uh, once I was accused of being uh, like, you know, you're trying to manipulate how people think, and what I'm talking about is getting the junk out of your head, mm-hmm. the the inner voice that's constantly telling you you're not good enough, or comparing with other people, or being brittle. And I noticed that when I was the prosecutor. I was telling you that before. You had some people that were amazingly talented people, and they're all good people, don't get me wrong, but their attitude wasn't good because of the thoughts that were going on in their head, many of which were not accurate, and it hampered their development. So talk to us about, is it thought control, or is it getting cleaning the garbage out of your mind? How important is that? Yeah, well, so first... Everyone, if you think about it, everyone is trying to manipulate what you think. Marketing is trying to, people that are marketing products are trying to manipulate that you need it. People that want to sell you something negative are trying to manipulate that you need that. So the fact that you're trying to focus your mind, call it manipulation, focus, whatever you want. The choice is we always get to choose what we focus on. So for me, it's so incredible that people understand this because your business, your wealth, your health, your relationships, your friendships will not grow without you up-leveling what you think, believe, and do. So it's really, really important to understand that. And I think that, again, it goes back to who you surround yourself with. It's what Dave said. It's what you're listening to, self-education. You're either doing courses and podcasts that feed your mind or you're escaping reality by listening to true crime or something else that maybe is like fun to listen to or entertainment. And if you're in a place in your life that that's enjoyable to you, so be it. But if you're not at a place where you want to be yet, there is something in your external reality that is distracting you from creating it. And that distraction, that comparison is what's robbing you of not just joy, but the life that you want to create. So I think it's incredibly important for people to understand how critical it is. The things you hear will create your thoughts and what those thoughts, when you bounce them off around other people that also have broke habits and broke thoughts, how that's going to create your reality. So that is, that's the hack. That's about the only thing that you can do is really start to focus on the things that will get you closer to and not further away from the life that you want. Yeah. Beautiful. Candy, let me, let me ask you, what, what is it, if people want to find you, where can they find you and what do you offer to them? What, what's your advice to somebody that listens to this and says, I love what she's saying. I need more of it. Where do they go? Yeah. So Instagram, TikTok, I'm at, at Candy Valentino. Um, I have the book Wealth Habits, Six Ordinary Steps to Achieve Extraordinary Financial Freedom. It's everywhere. Books can be sold, Amazon. Um, and it really goes into you know earning your way to more wealth and investing your way. But it also talks about the first step because if we don't fix the junk that's in your brain, if we don't if we don't stop to realize that everything that anyone listening right now believes has either been caught 
or taught by someone else in their life. So if you don't stop and do the work to decide what you want to think about your life, you're going to be going towards the life they created and not the life that you want to design. So in the very first part of the book, we break all that down kind of like pull out all the junk, like you said, and then reprogram it. Because if we don't fix that first step, we will be swimming uphill, whether it's wanting to create wealth or a relationship or a business of your dreams. We got to fix what's in your mind first, and then we can reprogram it with what's true. And the book is literally a, a workbook. You know, you fill it out, you do it, you do things along. It's not just like a listen to concepts. We are applying it and executing it so that you can change your life and truly build wealth habits. Yeah, final question, Candy. Looking back, if you had the opportunity to speak with the 19-year-old Candy Valentino that walked into the bank to get the SMB loan, uh, first loan, you had a six-week run rate with that money and starting that business, what would you say to her? Keep doing it. It makes me emotional to just think about because I remember being 19, thinking, how am I going to figure this out? Like I got, I got to make payroll. I have seven employees. And I remember that there were so many times that I thought, did I make the right decision? You know, if I would have went to college, I would have been starting out a little bit more money. You know, I, I had a scholarship. What, what, what did I make the right choice? If I could just go back and tell her, keep going, don't quit. It'll be worth it. Like there, the life that you will create when you're in your forties, you can't even imagine it right now. So just keep taking the next steps, work hard, do the work, keep investing. That's so critically important for everyone listening. Keep investing, making sure that you're building real assets and not trying to make yourself look rich, actually be wealthy when you get older. Um, that, that's what I would say. But thank you for that question. It's actually really emotional to think back about that. Absolutely. Everyone should go out and get the book, uh, Wealth Habits, and it reveals the six ordinary steps anyone can, to, can take to create an extraordinary financial freedom. And we talked a lot about mindset today, but the financial playbook is right there by Candy Valentino. Candy, uh, great. I wish we had more time. Uh, we love how you are articulating this. You hit our heart space. Um, love to have you back sometime, but unfortunately, that's uh, that's it for us. But you guys can always reach out to Candy. And wow, what an amazing uh, person, Dave. Thanks uh, for bringing her onto the show. This is WMTR Radio. It's nothing but the truth. Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruner, every Saturday at 1030 on the radio. And Dave, the podcast. Nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com is the page with all of the videos where you can get to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere we are. Uh, so after this airs on the radio, be sure to check out Candy on Video. It's an exceptional interview. You could listen to this all day. Candy, thank you for coming on Nothing But The Truth. We appreciate your time. Great job. Wow, how impressive. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Thanks, Candy. Bye. Bye-bye. We're the Bianchi Law Group and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.